Learning happens everywhere all the time. Hey there and welcome to the Homeschool Success Podcast. I am your host, Cami Wanis, the Freedom Scholar. My experience as a veteran homeschool mom, former public high school teacher, and mentor to homeschool families everywhere, along with periodic guests, will help you to create the homeschool experience you always wanted and your family deserves. Homeschooling is a leap of faith that can cause doubts, overwhelm, and uncertainty while trying to keep love of learning high and balance life, work, and kids. Each episode is packed with the strategies, tips, activity ideas, and resources you need to ensure your kids get a great education, create close family relationships, become good leaders, and have tons of fun. You'll learn everything from scheduling, curriculum, routines, and homeschooling multiple ages to increasing love of learning and everything in between. This podcast is different from anything else out there by also focusing on the thinking shifts that are the key to homeschooling successfully. Whether you're new to homeschooling or a seasoned veteran, make sure to subscribe so you'll gain the practical strategies and confidence you need to develop a rich love of learning culture and environment that results in passionate, lifelong learners. More than ever before, leaders are needed who have a great education and who use their unique talents and gifts to make this world better. Join me on my mission to raise our next generation of leaders through ensuring your family has a supportive and inspiring homeschool journey. Homeschooling is learning through life. You got this. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome. This is Cami Wanis, the Freedom Scholar here. I am so excited because today we are talking to Aman Ahmad, and he is so super amazing. He has got a new tool for us that's going to help make your homeschooling so much easier, especially in terms of project-based learning. And it's going to save time for not only you, but your kids too. And it's going to help them gain a little bit of independence, which is awesome. We're going to talk so much more about this and we're going to give you a little live demo too on how it works. So that's going to be really fun. And you guys, when you are doing, if you don't know about project-based learning, we're going to talk all about that in just a second. But what I really want you to know is that I feel like, and I don't know if Iman has even tested this yet, but you can actually use this, I feel like as a former teacher here, use this in not just project-based learning, but a lot of other applications as well mm -hmm. in just, just research and just learning resources and gathering those things together. Because it takes so much time, you know, to especially if you have multiple kids, if you have different levels, you have a, you know, a micro school or a co-op or something, and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do all these things for all these kids and gather all their, all this information. This can help you do that as an educator, as well as having st helping students do that. So I'm super excited. I think it has so many more uses than um, I'm sure Aman has already thought about those things, but he's super amazing. He's got an amazing story and um, on how he got started in all of this because he's a young guy and he's just getting out there in the world and he's like making things happen. And I, I mean, that is what I'm all about is taking your passions, right? Creating lifelong learners we have here in Amon and 
taking your passion and moving it into the world that solves the problems of the world and makes this world a better place. And I couldn't be more excited to have a real life example of that for you here today. So Amon, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and like what, you know, how you even got started in this whole thing? I mean, you are just a super young guy that's passionate and going out there and making things happen. So this seems like a really interesting topic for someone to start. I'm really curious to see how you even got down the project-based learning path. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, hey, everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm 20 years old, graduated like six-ish months ago. But over the last year, have been building tools um, in the education space. Initially, it just started off as tools that me and my friends wish we had. I guess my journey in education started off uh, during COVID, actually. I was in my first year of uni. And it was a difficult time financially, as I know it was for many people. And so I was looking online to see what kind of jobs I could do to help earn a bit of extra money. And the highest paying jobs at the time for were like software engineering, freelance work. Um, but I had no clue how to code. So I kind of bluffed my way into a, into a job and then just started learning off of YouTube and Coursera and so many resources that we have available online. I guess like the hardest thing, and I guess the hardest thing for most people is that you don't know what you don't know. And so finding that next step and what the structure ahead looks like is quite difficult. I luckily had friends who studied computer science that could help point me in the right direction, but not everyone has that. So kind of like the goal of starting around building education tools was how can I build the navigation system I had in my friends, um, but for other people to be able to access because not everyone's so lucky. Yeah, you know what? And I love this. This is exactly what what kids are doing now. So like my son is really into AI stuff. He's really into computer stuff. And, and although in sort of a weird way, because he's not like, I don't want to just code for, you know, creating programs or anything, but he's, he's just very interested in. So he, you know, chat GPT, make a program for me on, make a course for me on how to learn Python, right? So he's actually downstairs doing that right now, <laughs> which is actually really funny. I'm like, what are you doing, buddy? And he's like, I'm working on Python. And you can see him, you know, struggling with it. And then he's like, oh, yes, I made it work. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> so fun. And I love that there's so much information out there that you can just get started and get moving and whatever you're interested in, there's there, it's out, you can learn it. And so mm. that's really so amazing. And that's what I love about project based learning. So project based learning, you guys, if you don't know what it is, it is such, I'm a gigantic advocate for project-based learning. I taught in high school for um, seven years. And then I, you know, I even taught teachers, other teachers. I did professional development on project-based learning because I think it's so fan fabulous. And I eventually got to the point, even in public education, where I was doing pretty much all project-based learning in the way, in the confines that I had of public education, which is very difficult. But what's great about this resource that Amon has created and his friend is that they are, can't forget about your friend, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. His name's, his name's Sid. Can't forget about Sid. So <laughs> we have to include him in there. So what's really cool about this resource, I think, is whereas I was in public education, I couldn't have the kids pick all of their own projects because there's there was 150 of them. And mm -hmm. so that would be enormous for me to try and troubleshoot and help them and find resources and get their plan together and everything like that. I, I, I couldn't do that myself, 
But with this Pathfinder, oh my gosh, that would be totally possible. I could absolutely do it. It would be amazing. It, it would be so much more freeing and so much more meaningful for kids if you did it this way. So Amon, can you just, I'll, I'll definitely like, I mean, give my two cents as well, but what is your definition of project-based learning? Like, what do you, what do you think is so great about it? Yeah, I guess project-based learning is the, the whole, I guess, foundations of it is that kids will learn actively by engaging in self-directed, is very personally meaningful work and projects. And the main thing that is really exciting about it is that I guess it's it's a tool that's really used to spark the curiosity of kids and then just fuel that ambition. It's not about, I feel like learning in general is relatively quite a difficult thing. And it's not about the solution isn't spoon feeding the kids. It's helping make the hard bit worth it because the outcome is so desirable. Just like you mentioned with your with your kid learning Python. Like I've I've been up all night like trying to fix a certain bug but because it was worth it at the end like that process felt so much easier and so much more willing to do um and ultimately we learn by doing so that's the i guess the foundations of project-based learning why i'm so excited about it yeah and you guys this has so many benefits because if you are we're always talking about working in kids interests right so really engaging those interests and that's one of the ways that you keep level of learning really high. And we want to keep that really high consistently. And so you basically take an idea or something they want to learn about, something they want to maybe accomplish. And, you know, I'd like to see, you know, it'd be really great if our, our city had a skate park because like we don't have a skate park, you know, mm -hmm. and it'd be really fun if we had one, then we could go there all the time with my friends. And I want to just, you know, I'd, I'd put this in the skate park and then I'd put that in the skate park and, you know, this kind of stuff. Kids are really into that, but there's so much learning that happens there. Why not build mm. a model skate park, right? And so there's math, there's geometry, there's um, physics, there's the actual structure of it. So learning about construction, concrete, mm. like the chemistry of it. The There's so much in there. Learning about the history of, of what kind of tricks to do and what what kind of you know ramps or jumps or where rails or whatever else you need <laughs> you can tell i'm not a skateboarder right <laughs> so yeah whatever else you need it goes in there and so it's cross-curricular mm. it meets your kids where they're at if your kid's a lower level learner struggles in spelling what, whatever the case doesn't read well something like that it doesn't matter it meets your kids wherever they're at and then you create a plan so you say i want to build a skate park and then you help them make a plan to do the research to include whatever educational goals you have. So if you have like, we're, you know, we want to make sure that we cover math. We want to make sure that we cover some science. We want to make sure that we cover, you know, some physics, whatever the case is. And then, so you pull that together and even history, you can pull history in there. What are the history of famous skaters? What are some of the tricks they do? Why do they want to do those? What are, you know, the, what's the history of a skate park or skateboarding or the history of how skateboards are built and why they changed over the years? There's so many, I mean, you can, I'm not a skateboarder, but I can definitely give you a hundred different things to look up right and to include in your project yeah. and then you help this child develop that plan and then hopefully hopefully it's something that they're just passionate about they want to learn about and then they go make something there's a product and there's usually lots of products throughout mm -hmm. but there's a product at the end that hopefully and the idea is that it's an outside audience 
So it's an outside audience, outside yourself. That's one thing I did in the classroom all the time was I was like, man, let's get out of the, let's get out of this room and let's use this stuff in, in the applications that it's used for. So get out there and like present, you're going to present your skate park to the city council. You're going to at a city council meeting, you're going to do, you know, something like that where they're getting out of their, your, your family, get out of the house and they're doing something that's real, doing something that makes a difference in something they're passionate about. Right. So you can make it as small or as big as you want. And I really think that if you have multiple kids in your family and multiple levels, this, I mean, you could work on a project as a family, you can work on it as a group, you can do it individually. There's so many different options. I absolutely love that. That's my little, like, I'm <laughs> super passionate about Patrick based learning, as you can tell. But so, so really the key, and I think some of the struggles are, Amon, tell us what some of the struggles are with, with project based learning. Like, what do you find is difficult for people once they get into the process? Yeah, I guess a lot of it, and we were speaking to some project based learning experts, like people that actually help train parents and, and guides and teachers on how to do it. I guess a lot of it is that like you like you mentioned with 150 kids it's really difficult to actually put all that prep work in to help them find the resources and it's something that you don't want there to be like a a, a ceiling or a barrier into like the support that they can get and how far they can get and so it's difficult to to do that i think most people really struggle to do that as kids get older as well because it's difficult to actually structure that their breadth of interest that they may want to do gets larger and larger and the depth at which they want to go on gets deeper and deeper and so as an individual with like one background in knowledge, like I, I guess like I learned a lot about skate parks from you too, Cammy. Like, <laughs> it, it's difficult to actually support and nurture that 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 kind of growth and direction in the learning. Um, so that's been, I guess, what I've mainly seen as the difficult bit. I think a really another another quite difficult point is that in some ways for us as like a guide or a parent, it's quite a paradigm shift as well because you want to provide all the help and support but in a way you have to act quite Socratic and if they're stuck it's more about asking them the questions to help them with the process of thinking and getting unstuck rather than giving them a tutorial to follow um, and so that paradigm shift is something that I've seen that's relatively like slightly, slightly difficult to do especially as someone who's trying to help out the kid right um, and that's really those are the two main things that we've been really focusing on trying to support. Well, I love that you said that because that's the exact problem with with everything that's a life skill, right? When you want to do something and then you get stuck and you hit your head against the wall and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do now. You know, I don't know where to go. And you have no guide to get you there. Maybe perhaps, like you said, your parents aren't really into skate parks. <laughs> like, I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> you, not the way that I sound. I'm very excited about it. But there is interest. It's interesting. So mm. so you can research it together, but there may be some blocks. And as a parent, we often feel like, well, I don't know these resources. Where do I find them? Where do I find out about skate parks? I don't know. YouTube, maybe, you mm. know, but other than that, I don't know how to find out about these things. So where do I get these resources? And I love Love that you talked about the paradigm shift of them learning how to break through. Mm. How do I break through on my own when I get stuck? Such a huge skill, such a huge skill. And Pathfinder, of course, is the way to do that, right? And yeah. and that's that's one way to definitely do that. And I think it's a very fat. It's obviously very fast. We're using AI, you guys. So it's coming up everywhere, right? AI is coming up everywhere for us. I know people my age and parents my age are like, oh God, hold on, you know, like we're not, we got to catch up. But 
it's coming up and it's really useful in a lot of areas. And this is one way I think can save so much time and frustration because it's so amazing. So Amant, what do you think about going ahead and giving everybody a, well, just explain to us how it works first and then we'll give yeah. everybody a demonstration. Yeah, I guess like with Pathfinder, what we're trying to build is the easiest way to implement project-based and self-directed learning. So you can have like 20 students doing 20 different projects. So I guess like in Cami's case, 150 students having 150 different projects. And all you have to do is facilitate that experience in that lab. And it helps you instead of having to spend that prep time trying to find resources, you can instead spend that time adding the human touch and support that kids need. So Pathfinder, and I guess like some some co-ops and schools have been calling it Patty. And so it's it's been oh. sticking. So Patty is like an AI buddy, right? They're, they're a Socratic guide to help kids one get unstuck and find the next step two is learning from the best resources and how to actually find the things but also making sure that they're safe and appropriate for the kid in the direction that they're trying to go and then three it's now after they've done that learning we want to go deeper into it how do they actually apply that into their project and into the context of what they're trying to build you know, that's really something we haven't talked about yet in terms of just your and I conversation. But what um, you mentioned the that it's safe for them. Mm. How do you manage that with an open AI kind of concept? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it is guardrails that we put on on kind of like the, the resources that we search for. But then also like we don't want to kind of encourage the kid down the same the, the, the same loop. Like there's been some kids that can be quite creative, like. There's been a kid that like looked uh, was really enjoying it and then wanted to try and break it, looking into how to build a nuke or like how to find government information and things like that, right? But we want to redirect them, and so we can even try it out in one of the demos just so you can see for yourself. But it it notices okay, like this isn't appropriate for like a classroom environment or a learning environment. Um, it either says like if it's if it's like uh, quite like extreme, let's say like I can't help you with that. I'm focused around helping you with like. Uh, educational based stuff or if it's something is uh, if it's something that could be redirected um, it then ends up doing that so like if a kid looks into like I want to build, build a missile it can redirect it into like are you interested in rockets like why do you want to build a missile like going deeper into like how can we redirect them use that curiosity but just redirect them into a learning outcome oh my um, gosh that's amazing yeah that's so amazing I love that because yeah and and you do have kids that want to try and break it <laughs> Cool why, why not right why not i love that so funny oh my gosh so it really is like if you guys aren't familiar with these types of um software it's it's really like a chat bot like kind of thing so you're really asking it you're interacting with it so that's what um i love about it and you're gonna see here oh hold on one second i'm just going to pull up a screen hmm Oh, there we are. Okay. So I'm going to pull up my screen here and I am going to allow you to guide, to definitely try this out. Okay. So we're going to try it out. So you, hopefully you can see that. Okay. We're good. So we're on the right page, right? I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So if you guys can't see that, then, um, just make like, take a screenshot, take a, uh, the, the web address. We'll put, um, Amon will put it down below in the comments and it'll be in the show notes too for you podcasters and for you podcasters don't worry you don't see it i understand we're going to be narrating as we go so you guys will get it all so the pathfinder app comes up and basically it says what do you want to learn to build right so then you type in i'm interested in 
building a skate park. Okay. And it's thinking and it's thinking. And it says, that sounds like an exciting project. What do you already know about building skate parks? And have you worked on a similar project before? Okay, what's this? Uh, there's, oh, and it even talks to you. So you can, you could, there's a little button. You can have it talk to you if you don't want to read it, which I actually think that's really cool for second language or uh, other language learners, which mm -hmm. is really awesome. My husband teaches second language learners, which is really cool. So we go down here to the bottom and uh, no, I'm a newbie, right? <laughs> I don't know anything about skate parks and okay so i don't okay really go ahead make it, um like accessible for all kids so like there's also like the little microphone on the bottom left where you can if, oh. if a kid isn't comfortable with typing they can actually just sit speak to, to speak to patty right um and so that also i guess complements the the play button where you can actually just listen to to its responses that is so cool. That's really helpful, especially for little kids too that want to mm. do something like that. That's amazing. They don't have to worry about typing or something, although yeah. you can definitely help them with that as a parent. But it's kind of fun to have them a little independence on their own, which is really cool. So no worry. It says no worries. Do you know what you want to start with? If not, I can provide you with some potential options. So let's just say I don't know where to start. Okay, and see what options we have here. Okay, so it says suggestions you can choose from, and it gives me four different suggestions. Understanding skate park design basics, learning about skate park materials, exploring skate park safety features, finding out about skate park construction process. Let's talk, so I, I can click on any one of these to get more information, so let's do that. And then Amon, any suggestions we're doing so far or how are we doing? No, doing great. So now it's just creating a page that you can learn from on the right. Um, so it's essentially looking into, like looking all over the internet for the top five resources that are kind of appropriate for the learning environment that you can use to learn from. So it's just made here a title and a description of how this helps you with your goal. And then in a second here, we'll just come up with the five that you can pick from. And you can just pick which one seems most interesting. And that way, you, I guess you kind of also feel ownership over like what you want to use to learn. So here you go. Here's the, the five different resources. So there are a mix of YouTube videos and articles. Um, and so if, for, for those, I guess, listening, there's three YouTube videos and, and two articles. So Kami's just about to pick one. Yeah. So there's, there's, uh, it says understanding skate park design basics. That's a title that it came up with. And then it says how it helps with your goal, learn the fundamental, fundamental concepts of designing a skate park, including layout flow and the types of obstacles to incorporate. So then if I pull up the factors of skate park design, a article could be a blog post or something that's written perhaps anywhere else in a magazine or something. It's going to pull it up and it gives me um, factors of skate park design, public skate park development guide. And then it gives me uh, a summary of the resource, which is actually very cool. So you guys, this is really fun to be able to see if it's something that 
right away. You don't have to read the whole article. You can see if it's something that you're going to use, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, Patty's also just read through the the article here for with you as well. So then, with the I guess the learning objectives of what you should feel comfortable with understanding, it's already just developed some things that like, okay, like at the end after reading this, I should be comfortable with understanding the importance of a well-designed layout of, for a skate park. And then if you're not, it like, I guess that prompts you to understand, like, maybe I should look into that a bit deeper um, and so on. I love that because that is something, um, that's something that gives you extra, you know, you could read this article and be like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> right? <laughs> so instead of pulling out the things that they don't know and and having them pull it out, it kind of helps you kind of helps them guide them into, okay, well, if I don't understand well-designed layout for a skate park, the importance of it, then I can go there first, or I can re read this article and then say, okay, yeah, that is something I need to research a little bit more about. I really love that. So if I click one of these, um, what does it take me to, does it take me anywhere or? So it, it, this is just like ticking it off. So, you know, for your, for your own uh, background. It. But if you want to go into the article, you can just click it to open just there above. Awesome. Oh, look at that. I love it. Public Skate Park Development Guide, right? You guys, this is so cool. Because look, they even, you're going to even have, you're going to have them researching about government, about economics, about, you know, pricing things, about, uh, about how cities, how governments work in terms of how they approve things and what not to improve and why. And there's so much in here. And so then this, so it's a, this article here. Um, and then you can go back to, what did it pull up the article? Oh, it pulled it up in a different, um, in a different window, but you can look at that article. And so therefore now what do we, if we go into these and we need something else, what do we do? Just type it in on the left, tell Patty. Oh, okay. So we type it in on the left. So how about um, how do cities uh, approve approve skate building skate parks? And this is also a lesson. I think um, I'm really bad at typing. <laughs> And, and talking. Sorry about that. So how do cities approve building skate parks? You guys, this is a really great lesson for kids in how to question, how to write a good question. So what are you specifically asking, right? I can say, how do cities go about approving building skate parks? Or what is the process? In We can talk about a lot of different areas, right? So cities, it, the um, Pathfinder says, cities often require a proposal, community support, safety assessments, and budget plans to approve building skate parks. What do you want me to help you with next? So then we would go into, right, and we would go into, well, how do we do a, a safety assessment? And then it, and you can just keep going, right, Amon? Yeah, yeah, keep going as 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 long as you want. And I guess like the the deeper you go, the more it has an understanding of what you've learned and what you know because it's done it with you, right? So it's already read that article with you, and so it has a decent understanding of like, okay, Cami's already looked into um, the the design side of stuff, and now we're looking into the safety assessment side of stuff. 
Wow, that's interesting. It reads your mind, people. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So again, it came up with five more resources, three videos and two articles on. And then you can, um, there's a button down here that says, I want new resources. So maybe if we don't like those resources, it gives us new ones. Is that how it works? Yeah. And even if you if you want to type on the bottom left, like, I, I don't like these because I want something else. Or like, I actually want to, instead of looking into safety, you know, like sometimes kids get like random ideas like here and there. They can just like, it won't block them from going into that. Um, and it can, it, can, it can help them with it. I guess like the biggest thing we're trying to do with Patty is like help it feel like you're thinking with it rather than, um, rather than you having to explain yourself or something telling you what to do. Um, it should mm. be like a, a tool um, to help you rather than like, at all you're trying to um be told what to do or explain okay so then it asks it asks um some clarifying questions right what specific mm -hmm. aspect of the safety assessment are you looking to understand better as i said i didn't like those resources give me more and then they're like okay it it's trying to clarify what i'm looking for which is really great mm -hmm. Amon, this is so exciting i love this <laughs> amazing this is really, really fun. I could play on that for a while, especially as a teacher. I'm like, ooh, ooh, more resources <laughs> for that. Ooh. <laughs> so tell us how 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 do we get access to using Pathfinder and and what is process are you in right now for development, launching, and all those things? Yeah, yeah. So things have been moving really quickly, which is very, very exciting. So like we we built this in December and then during Christmas break, we had a bunch of like uh, pods and um, micro school teachers using it at home with their own kids or like sharing it with some parents. Um, now this month, we've uh, had a lot of like interest and so have been having pods and micro schools piloting it and been kind of co-designing it with them because I feel like it's super important to understand the environment that it's going into and how we can design to support that. And so learning from you guys has been super. Um, we've had 10 micro schools or learning pods um, using it this month. And then we're accepting on another um, 20 next month. Um, but we are very much like opening up the tool for any of you to use at home. Um, and so any kind of feedback is very, very welcome. We're constantly getting on course to understand how we can make this more useful. And so I'll put a link in the chat um, where you can, you can try out the tool or you can look up pathfindereducation.ai. And that's kind of our main website and where everything will be updated um, in case you're listening to this at a later date. Perfect. That's awesome. So they can, you guys can get on there and use this for free right now. And you want to start right now before he, this gets big because he's going to, I think this is going to be huge. So this is going to be amazing. Get on there. And then how do they get in touch with you for feedback if they want to give you feedback? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's a contact form on the website, my, my LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter is all Aman Ahmad. So um, yeah, you can, you can find me there. I'm also in the, in the Freedom Scholar Facebook group in case any of you want to get in touch with me directly. And my email is also on the website. Um, Absolutely. I love that. You guys, this is such a fun thing to use. And as much as we don't want our, you know, we, we don't want to be fully automating our entire life. This is such a huge resource, I think, that can really blow up the way that we help our kids educate themselves because that's the real thing, right? We don't want to be doing it, doing everything for them because that's not how retention and ownership happens in lifelong learners. We want them to 
to empower them to be able to do it on their own. And this is so exciting. It's fun. And I, I absolutely love this, this tool, you guys. So make sure that you check it out in the comments below, and then you get in touch with Amon and really give him some feedback. I really encourage you guys to give him some feedback because it's important for us to be able to share what, okay, this kind of tripped me up. I wish it had this function. And then Amon can look at that. Amon and Sid can look at that and really think about you know, really think about how to best serve our community because that that's what they want to do. And this, this is super amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this with us. I'm so excited about it. And we are going to spread this wide. We are going to definitely have you all over the place and everybody using this for homeschooling and for schools, micro schools, co-ops and everything under the sun. So thank you, Amon, so much. Um, do you have anything else that anybody else needs to know about this or anybody? Needs no, to, no, any, you, no? You've, you've said it all perfectly. Yeah, like as much feedback as possible will be super. This is honestly just about how can we make this the most useful resource for the community? And that's really what like drives me and said, it's, it's about like sparking that curiosity in your kids and, and helping fuel that their ambitions. Um, so yeah, more than happy that's to chat awesome. whenever you guys need. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. And that's how we met too. We, we just kind of, I heard from someone else in another homeschooling group that she had talked to you and said, if you guys want to reach out. And I was like, heck yeah, man, this is awesome. <laughs> so Amon and I talked and it was really great. So I'm excited for you guys to reach out and connect with him. Okay, you guys check out the link in the comments and get started on playing with it. And I will see you next week for some more awesomeness. Bye-bye. If you're loving this information and want to connect with Cami live, join our Facebook group, the Freedom Scholar Homeschooling Community. Every Thursday in Live with Cami, you can get more great homeschool tips, how-tos, and resources, and get your questions answered. And subscribe to our newsletter to get your free ebook, Creating Educational Harmony in Your Home. See show notes for the links. Hope to see you live. This is an informational podcast. The information presented in each episode is the most recent and honest to the best of the presenter's ability. Results are not guaranteed. This podcast aims to educate and there are no guarantees of results implied. Listeners are encouraged to seek out and meet their local homeschool requirements. Any products, websites, and company names mentioned in this podcast are their respective owner's trademarks or copyright properties. The presenter is not associated or affiliated with them in any way unless otherwise stated. Nor does the referred product, website, or company necessarily sponsor, endorse, or approve this podcast. We hope you enjoy and find value in each episode. This content is copyrighted and not authorized for reproduction.